1: Let's get to our guest, it's Pierre Chartres, a Fixed Income Investment Director at m and Investments. So I guess it's tempting with the two-year yield up around 4.5% to think that we're getting pretty close to discounting where we might be going. But when you look at this inflation reading in the U.S., uh, may have surprised people. We're not seeing inflation come down. Now, I suppose some might say, well, maybe this was a last hurrah and that we start to trend down from here because there are such signs. But others might say, look, high inflation's here to stay. What do you think?
2: Yes. Good morning. I I do believe that uh, yeah yesterday's inflation print uh, was indeed uh, quite hot, 0.6% uh, month, month 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 over month for core inflation. Um, I do also believe that it's maybe not all doom and gloom. Uh, you do get the sense that st- uh, inflation is stabilizing to some extent, at least at the moment. Definitely not at the level that the Federal Federal Reserve would like, but there is maybe some stability there. Um, Core goods um, as well. Inflation was uh, flat month over month. So that transition from goods to services is happening. And finally, really, the the main indicator inflation was was shelter inflation that was really hot. But some of that could be a catch up from what is happening in rents six or 12 months ago. And the US CPI index is just uh, catching up. So uh, definitely sticky inflation, probably higher interest rates for longer, but um, mm. but potentially not th- not not the apocalypse people um, were saying it was.
3: Does it put a hundred basis points on the table and when, I guess, does it kind of push out the likelihood of a Fed pause or pivot?
2: Yeah. I think that's that's an interesting one i mean obviously the the problem for the federal reserve is they were quite late in in increasing interest rates the first rate hike was only in march of this year and uh, potentially a lot of the tightening that they've been doing the last six months hasn't really had any effect yet on uh, on the economy because of um, uh, of the lag it probably means that they'll need to continue to do more i think is what will be interesting is once they hike maybe another 75 basis points in November, another 50 or 75 in December, you know, what happens, uh, what happens then when interest rates are at 5 percent, potentially inflation is still at at a high level. Hopefully the Federal Reserve will be patient, wait for kind of the, the tighter poli- policy to have an effect on the economy and ju- and not continue to just blindly rise rates.
1: So once we get past um- I mean, I think we have to assume that a lot of what we're going through is because of uh, the war in Ukraine and the, and the pandemic. Uh, but if we, you know, if we look back over the past 50 years, it's been pretty common to have interest rates up around 3 or 4%. It's really the last 15 years that's been the anomaly. Once we get past the next year or so, do, do you think that rates will just hover at a higher level or do you think they will slip back to the old model?
2: Yeah, I think, always difficult to tell, but I think the, the old model in well in the future, we might realise that the old that what happened in the last decade was the anomaly. Uh, potentially, we'll yeah. have higher inflation going forwards, and that should keep rates higher, probably.
3: So, we've been talking about a lot of the concerns over the global economy, but I wanted to ask your uh, conviction calls here, because you're saying longer term, there is a lot of opportunities in fixed income. Where are you looking?
2: Yeah, that's correct. I mean, if you just look at the environment and where yields are today within fixed income, whether it's treasuries or corporate bonds, I think you're looking at um, yeah levels of yields that we haven't seen in a long time. Uh, for example, you can buy today an uh, index-linked Uh, U.S. Treasury um, over 10 or 30 years and get a real yield of over 1.5%. So as a U.S. household, you cannot worry about inflation for the next 10 or 30 years and still get a positive yield. In corporate bonds as well, investment grade or the higher part of uh, high yield, um, we're also finding quite attractive opportunities today.
1: If you see value in emerging market FX, uh, you must think that the dollar is coming close to topping out. Uh, If that's the case, tell us why.
2: It's a combination of, uh, yes, the the dollar rally that um, has now gone a long way uh, over the past few months um, and a lot of also emerging market central banks, particularly in Latin America, that had actually preempted the Fed, maybe in Brazil and Mexico. Those currencies are still resilient because interest rates have now been uh, high uh, and much higher than in the U.S. for a lot lot longer. And that's been supportive for, for these currencies.
3: We're going to see the Bank of England, of course, finish up its bond-buying program, but it did buy another record $4.68 billion or $5.3 billion worth of assets the day before that program is due to finish. What happens next? How much further volatility and gilts?
2: Yes, that's, um, that's an interesting question. I guess we'll have to see what happens on, on Monday and, and next week. I mean, the Bank of England has always said that this is an emergency intervention. They really don't want to be seen as uh, as financing the, the budget deficit in the UK. So they would like to not intervene um, anymore and to let uh, the, well, the, the guilt trade freely. But of course, I think if you do get um, pressure again on on UK guilds um, They they and and it threat, threatens financial stability. They will have to intervene again at some point in the future.
1: Yeah, we just saw a news flash that Kwasi Kwarteng has left the IMF talks early, uh, as the UK government there is is planning to to make a U turn on uh, some of these tax cuts that they talked about. Uh, setting that aside, because we we you know we don't really know what's going to happen there with their decision. If we if we just talk about Generally, investors with a fixed income portfolio, what would be a sort of nice diversified mix here at the moment?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, we we think today, um, again, fixed income is attractive potentially versus equities for for the first time in many years. You know, there is an alternative to to equities and, and we would advocate probably having a diversified investment-grade um, corporate bond portfolio with maybe a little bit of high yield to, to generate some returns. And, and if you do that, you kind of do get an all-weather portfolio that should be fairly resilient, If we even if we do get a, a recession over the next few months.
3: And if we do get a recession, it's always going to be about how deep it is and, and how many economies are garnered in this. How strong is the U.S. economy to kind of pull out of a recession if it is not going to be as deep as many fear?
2: Yeah, I mean, the the US economy does still have uh, momentum. And of course, we need to continue to look at economic data to see um, how how fast it is slowing. I mean, the risk is, of course, as has been discussed, that the higher rates go and um, the higher the, the likelihood the likelihood of a, of a hard landing in the U.S. So that's something that we're watching for. Um, it could be as well that um, economies and interest rates decouple a little bit more in, in 2023 as maybe Europe and, and the U.K. slow down and as the U.S. remains relatively strong.
3: Pierre, always a pleasure. Thank you. We'll see you on TV in a couple of hours as well. Pierre Chatras is Fixed Income Investment Director at m Investments on the line from Singapore for us here on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia.